everyone. Welcome to the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And one of these days, I'll figure out a catchier introduction, but today was not that day. Yeah, I don't think we know how to do anything else. If I recall a couple times, you've changed it. And that minute just messes everybody up. Yeah, I was like, what the heck? I don't know. You're not supposed to say that. It's a a wonderful day. Um, Hope everyone is um, out there is... uh, not too uh, overspent from all those Black Friday sales. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there, but maybe you Seems bought like something for yourself. they start them earlier every year. They start <laughs> earlier and they go longer. It's just yeah. like, I don't think Black Friday is even over yet. And, yeah. And it's almost a week later. Anyway, um, today is um, an interesting uh, topic. Um, just before we get going, um, again, thanks to all of you guys who have signed up to support us at our um, page for our Patreon site and our blog, imagedoctorsphoto.com. We did publish an article out there that's actually open to everyone in this particular case about what some of the things that we were thankful for this year from a photographic standpoint. Obviously, family, friends, and health are, are, are given. But if you want to take a look at that, that's out on imagedoctorsphoto.com. You don't need to be a paying subscriber to read that article, so you can take a look. And we are busy coming up with with other uh, other article topics um, in the not so distant future. But today we, we want to do. Talk- we did do a nice Zoom session with some yes. of our supporters, and that was a lot of fun. Just right. a great group. And if you are a supporter and you missed the Zoom session. Um, if you're certain, um, for certain patron levels there, we sent out a note with a replay. So if you, if you missed that, the live, one. but we will do that again. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's a good reason to sign up. I think there needs to be a holiday party like we did before Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. That would be fun. Yeah. We get that before the end of the year. Anyway, um, today we want to spend a little bit of time talking about lens testing but not in the way that you might, not in a scientific kind of lens testing way. No. More of just a functional approach to lens evaluation. Because sometimes you might get a lens and you might wonder whether or not there's something wrong with it or, you know, should you be worried about it? And, and this is a very gray say, area. You know, it's like, yeah, but I'll go further and say if you own enough lenses, you will absolutely see defective ones. And by defective, it's like you might not realize it at first, and then all of a sudden you'll be looking at 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 images and going, "What the heck? You know, why does this seem?" And we'll talk a little bit about what we've personally experienced, Mm -hmm. but it is a real thing. Do not let anyone tell you that they really don't exist, that there is no sample variation, that it's all your fault that you did something wrong. No, there are absolutely defective lenses out there from the get-go and despite these being fairly expensive well-made things they are still mass produced and prone to whatever prone to some kind of defect um the trouble is you can drive yourself nuts sometimes trying Mm -hmm. to decide you know so so the first thing you ask yourself the question is you know when you get a lens usually people do their homework on on stuff and say well this is supposed to be a good lens right what does that mean mm-hmm. you know is it supposed to be a good mm-hmm. lens um you know most lenses are sharper in the center than in the edges mm-hmm. that's just normal right <laughs> that's mm-hmm. you know 
Um, and until more recently, if you were shooting a lens wide open, you saw a pretty noticeable noticeable drop off in resolution in terms of contrast. Mm -hmm. That's kind of changed. Right. So and, they're getting better. Now it's almost flipped to the point where if you get a lens that's a brand new design and it's not an El Cheapo lens, if you're not getting good results wide open, that could be an indicator of a problem. We, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an know, interesting change that's taken place. It, it is. And, you know, in the past, there were some lenses that didn't have great reputations for being sharp in the corners. And that, that can be so you look at that and go, okay, mm -hmm. this is just normal. Okay. Um, but then sometimes you'll just see edges like go to like complete mush and you just wonder, yes. is that normal or not? And one, one question you could ask yourself, I don't, I don't want to jump the gun on anything, Rick, but you know, one, one question, is it repeatable? Sure. Right? You want to, you want to repeatedly focus on, on something. Um, you want to check the focus carefully. And usually what I'll do is I'll run an aperture series, you know, wide open to stop down. And what you should see is that the corners should get improved once you're one or two stops down from wide open. So if you just imagine an F2.8 lens, by by the time you're at 5.6, the corners usually look pretty reasonable with that with most better Depends. quality lenses. Depends. Doesn't I always have... happen. No. And that's why you, you know, we've, talked about those esoteric mtf curves several times when we've you know been talking about brand new lenses those can actually help you figure out what your expectations should be you know away from the center if you see a curve that just drops way the heck down sure it may not in fact clean up i've absolutely seen especially amongst um, wide-ranging zooms super zooms mm -hmm. right they don't get better. Yeah. Oh, they'll, they'll they're, improve, they're but they're never they, going to. Yeah. Some of them don't. Um, right. Some That's of them are bad. as sharp as they get wide open, both in the center and the edges and stopping okay. down just changes your aperture. And then ultimately it turns into diffraction problems. Right. So, so once you get above F11, in most cases, now you start to see softness mm -hmm. creeping in just from the normal. Mm -hmm. you know, that's that's physics. And, you know, we try mm -hmm. not to get too much into that. Yeah. So another thing to look at then is, you know, when you're, when you're evaluating this, okay, look out there, see if there's other samples. What about, is it symmetrical? That's often been one of the best clues for me. And I've seen uh, this too. So we can now talk about right. what this is and how we've tested that with some examples. And, and that how we've about had. we, I went through something just within the last few weeks and I can talk about that as a little case study. Okay. Well, and, and just, just for, for, you know, just to um, put it out there, you know, when you are testing, you do want to have a reliable focus target that you know, you can get sharp, you know, that you can focus on. Cause sometimes there's focusing issues can, can creep into, and we've there seen that, be. but, but we're talking in general, if we assume the focus is working and you're, and you're using the center of the lens. You, you know, the do center. not need to have some specialized. No, no, no. Not like one of those resolution targets, or, but you no. want something that is easy to focus on. That's not going to miss. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's about it. Um, and, and you don't want to be so far away that you can't, you know, see any, any differences in sharpness, but 
in general, I'll download photos and I'll start looking at the corner, you know, just start to see, okay, it's soft. Is it soft or is it like bad? Because if it seems to be like really soft and if it's certainly not going away when I stop down, you start looking at the other edges of your of your frame and start comparing them. So you look at the left side, you look at the right side, and you start seeing if there's any differences. And this yeah. is where I started to see some stuff. Yeah. So case study, the, the thing I went through the last couple of weeks, I, I got a replacement uh, lens um, for my um, Sony stuff. It was, it's a new 16 to 35 to eight, their GM two series. And I was replacing the original, which has been around for a while now. And it was a good lens. The newer one is smaller, lighter, has an aperture ring, a little bit sharper, lots of good things. And I got it, started, um, you know, I did some quick test shots. I often will shoot houses across the street. It, it's a very reliable, easy test target. Lots of horizontal and vertical lines to focus on, you know, so there isn't an issue there in terms of autofocus. Um, you, you do have to know, to know that your autofocus system works correctly. Um, at any rate, tried some of that. I'm looking at them and gosh, it looks great in the center. Left side, you know, looks, looks pretty sharp. That's pretty damn good. I look over toward the right and it's like, it's getting kind of soft. It is, it doesn't seem as good. Is this my imagination? Have I, yeah, well, there's that. I, <laughs> I one go thing through I've that had to happen myself. To me, too, that you have to watch is your computer uh, having problems. Sometimes I've seen this with Adobe Bridge. You'll zoom in on an image and it doesn't fully render and it makes it look like it's unsharp. And in fact, it got stuck. Oh, so, wow. just a little thing to watch. I've seen it many, many times. It's still going on with the current version of Bridge. So it's something you have to watch if you're doing testing. I've had it fool me a couple of times. At any rate, it just didn't look right. So I did more shots. It seemed to be primarily occurring at the shorter focal length. So I focused on those uh, and, and did more tests. Aperture series, like you talked about, just to see what was going on. It's like, dang, there's something there. So I did one of my favorite tricks, which I know you've tried to. I mm -hmm. focused on the subject, had a specific... Um, element um, right over the fo central focusing patch, took a shot, and then flipped the camera upside down did, without changing the focus, took another shot, framed the same way. What you'll get back when you see them is just two shots that look the same because the camera will automatically flip the image over for you. And then you can zoom in on that side of the image that you're concerned about and see how the right side of the lens rendered it versus the left side. Mm -hmm. And it made it very clear, crystal clear. And I showed you the, the images that I right. had with right. um, one was sharp. One was not. That's <laughs> yeah. like, okay, that's going back. Yeah. And, and this is where it's nice to have, you know, buying things from places whether it's new or used with good return policies yes i i i my first copy of the nikon 14 to 30 f4z had mm -hmm. a similar problem i was just like this just you know for a lens that is supposed to be pretty darn good 
I'm not feeling this right. So I did that where I turned the camera upside down, took the same shot without changing the focus in between. And it was night and day. Unfortunately, I was able to just return it and get a new one. Um, I think I bought it even from Amazon or something like that at the time. But, mm-hmm. um, and I had a recent experience with a used lens for Olympus. I, I, I purchased a 12 millimeter F2. Now, I don't expect that, that lens to be absolutely sharp in the corner because it's not, you know, it's good, but it's not, mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be stellar. And it was just not right. And that was used. And so the only downside was I had, I was able to return it. No problem at all. That was just not an issue. And they immediately issued me a refund, you know, great service. The problem is is that you can't necessarily go out and find another used one right right away. I had to shop around a little bit to get a replacement, but I eventually got one that was, that was just fine. Um, So they're out there. Um, Mostly what I've seen though, it's tended to be in the, in the realm of uh, what, we would call a decentering where one mm-hmm. side is clearly off and and you know because if it if it gets a little bit soft symmetrically i generally don't worry about that that i consider it to be normal because it's just and it, an it can also be a tilt in the lens too that can cause that left side right side mm-hmm. problem so it's you know i'm, I'm not going to say i know exactly what causes it it's just, and, and, and when I you're doing these how to figure out if there's a problem when you're doing these tests shooting a subject across the street is a great thing because you're far enough away you're not going to run into weird depth of field issues you know (laughs) don't do this from a foot away because you're going to run into depth of field problems right so so that's 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 something to consider the so that was one of the things that clued me in the other thing i already alluded to which is this is a brand new lens design and Mm-hmm. Sony's new lens designs, like Nikon's new lens design, like Canon's, go down the list. They're really, really good. So I, I did some shots wide open just to see how it did. I was like, that's kind of crummy, actually. It's not all that sharp. It looks like, you know, it's a little bit cloudy, a little bit of, of um, you know, Lack of contrast. There, there, yeah, there's there's some lens aberrations aligned with it. Don't need to talk about. But anyway, it just didn't look that great. So the combination of, you know, flipping the camera over, seeing that, it, I, I felt pretty confident that the lens had issues. I got a replacement. It is stellar. Great. Absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Sharp on the left, sharp on the right, sharp wide open. Just amazing. Now, didn't you have another issue recently, too, with a different lens? Well, it's a different story. It's a long-term story. So this is one that... This is going to be maddening, because this is not easy to diagnose. And I've talked about it before. So Fuji makes a 16 to 80 f4 lens, which is a wonderful range. It's equivalent to a 24 to 120 lens on a full frame camera and amazingly versatile that's that's the range you want for so many shots yeah and and the lens is a nice size it's built well uh it's got an aperture ring on it which i really like the the zoom control and the focusing controls are in what i view as the correct spots you know with the zoom closer into the body everything Mm -hmm. about it's great i love it but I've always had problems at the 
the wide end of it with not being happy at how sharp across the frame it was. It was frankly only sharp in the central third. Wow. Maybe 30%, which reminded me of a Coke bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know? and you don't want to use that. No. Now you have stop. something that you would want to use. Here's this thing that you want to have as a go-to. Cause if it were me, you know, that same range, that 24 mm -hmm. to, to, to 120, 24 to 105, that kind of range is just so versatile for a lot of shooting. Yeah, but I, I was just incredibly disappointed. And then it, it was playing games with me because it seemed a little bit inconsistent at times. Um, and I, you know, when I first got it, I almost sent it back immediately and probably should have. I definitely should have. Um, but I didn't. I kind of tortured myself with it for a while. And then some point I tried a second version of the lens. I think maybe a year later, same issues. It's like, well, God, the lens design is just bad. Mm -hmm. This was not a left side, right side thing. Right. There was there was no asymmetry with it. Um, but I really wanted to make it work. But another lens seemed the same. Um, not too long ago, I thought, well. I would really like to use that lens in some upcoming trips. And it just didn't quite make sense to me that Fuji would make or design something that was that bad. Right. You know, I, I just couldn't quite contemplate it that any company would put, put out something that was that poor. Um, and so I tried a third version. Guess what? It's, it's pretty decent. It's not a perfect lens but it's more than adequate. One of the challenges though, is that Fuji's have some issues focusing at wide focal lengths. Yeah, they we've just mentioned that it. before. We've talked just... about it. They've improved some things. There are absolutely people out there that insist there are no problems at all. Nah, they're, they're still doing it. And so it, it creates some inconsistency when you're testing. If you're using the autofocus system, it creates some inconsistency when you're out shooting. And it, and it can be a situation where an image will look very sharp and look great. And another one that you take is just, it's kind of lacking. And then with well, the autofocus system, some will just absolutely spaz out on you yeah, and focus and two feet. <laughs> it reminds me of, a long time ago when I had was shooting with an X-T1, which subsequently got converted to infrared, mm -hmm. so that's a different story. But I like the X-T1. It was a nice little camera, and I, mm -hmm. I I did some workshops with it even. And one lens that, that I had for that was the 18 to 135, I mm -hmm. believe. Yeah. And you, know, you talk about an all-purpose lens on APS-C format. That is it. And it wasn't huge. It was a little, you know, it was big. It wasn't tiny. But I never, I never got great results with it in the corners, especially it was just mushy, very, very mushy that would never go away. And I've since subsequently, you know, gotten rid of that, that gear, but it, but it makes me wonder, you know, is it a lens problem? Is it a body problem? What if I had gotten a different version, a different copy of that lens? Cause let's face it. When we go out and buy a lens, you buy a lens, you don't buy five and then send back the four that aren't perfect. No, I mean, that's just not feasible. 
No. And so that's why I don't like publishing a lot of lens tests because, and which I've done at times, you know, you test them and when they're good, they're good. But, to, but it's hard to make a judgment about a lens being not good when you consider things like sample variation and these other things. So you've got to make sure mm-hmm. you have a good copy of the lens and that's not easy for most people to do, but I think it is important. And this is what the take home message from today should be is that when you do get a, a lens, especially one of these wider zooms, look at, do some test shots, look to see what happens when you stop down. If things seem to get better, great. You know, if, if they don't improve, take a look at the MTF chart. Like you mentioned, if there's a, really big drop off then that's maybe the expected result see what other people are saying um, because it is possible to get a defective lens and that's hap- it just happens uh and if that's the case use your return policy to exchange out for a, or another copy and you might get better results do good due diligence you know be disciplined in your testing don't put some poor store through a mess of returning stuff that's actually fine but right. once you've done that have confidence take it back right and when i've done that test for the decentering stuff or the one side and i flip mm-hmm. you know, it's it's pretty clear and then you can just yes. generally send that send that back and, and have it yeah. uh, either repaired or replaced for free or yeah whatever under warranty anyway um that's very cool um we're gonna be back in a week with some other topics uh i'm going to be heading out of the country here shortly um but uh we're gonna be back next time so until then again check out imagedoctorsphoto.com and uh we'll see you soon happy shooting all right bye-bye